Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the breakthrough success coach and your powerful presence mentor. Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. I'm your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the exponential success coach. And today I am thrilled. I met this gentleman through kind of a strange network thing and then got a chance to speak with him. He's young, he's sassy, he's bold. He taught me something in the first couple of minutes that we met and it was like, all right, yeah, I definitely want to have him as a guest. Brandon Fung grew up, well, his story is one that I think everybody can, if not relate to, at least relate to. <laughs> it's a it's a true rags to riches story. And he's just such a helper and a lifter of people along the way. So Brandon, welcome. It's great to have you here. Dr. P, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to hang out today. It's going to be awesome. It is awesome. It's awesome already, Brandon. This is awesome. So here's what I know about you. I'm going to start with what really struck me, just kind of like all right, this 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 guy is bold and sassy and spot on. And if he's willing to tell the truth in this way, I really want to get to know him more. And um, you asked me a question in one of our first meetings, um, and that was, hey, if you looked at your own landing pages, if you looked at your own copy and you were your target market, would you actually want to click through uh, to to either register or get more and i'm like uh (laughs) nope (laughs) no i wrote i wrote my stuff this was you know a while ago i wrote my stuff because i thought it was clever and um and it was really great like you you know i'm i'm one where if you hold up the mirror and you go take a deep look i'm like all right some things need to change so I really, I appreciated that because that's bold and sassy. You didn't really know me and you offered that as, as kind of clarity for me. So I really appreciate that. And it is, well, I didn't, I, I will say Dr. P I didn't know you, but I did know you. Cause I say, I saw your content. I saw what you're about. I saw you're about improvement and anybody that practices that or shares that content, I felt safe. So I, I, I think I don't get described as sassy that much, but I guess uh, just simply the way that we clicked right away, I felt empowered and okay with sharing that. So I'm I'm glad that that stood out, and I'm glad that we're we're here continuing the conversation. <laughs> I am too. I am too. So so given that, like you have great insight. So given that, let's focus on a few things. I want to. I always start when I have guests on. I like to wind back the clock, as I call it. Wind back the clock. There's little uh, gap tooth glasses wearing, you know, what elementary school, Brandon, who's embarrassed about joining a lunch line. Can you talk about that? Why don't you start with that? And, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm turning it over to you. Yeah. So you listening and you, Dr. P, I'm going to invite you to be my invisible partner in this story. So you're there. I can't see you. You're kind of like a little bit of a ghost. So we're we're at Wisconsin Hills Middle School. Um, we're in Wisconsin and we're in Mrs. Dentisi's sixth grade classroom. And we just finished the 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 class. And there's that period where everybody's kind of staring and waiting for 
the clock to turn to the next minute because when the bell rings, everybody gets to go to lunch, the most exciting part of the day, right? So the bell finally rings. You see everybody just jump to their feet and make a beeline for the cafeteria, but you're here, you're watching, and you notice, you see that there's this one kid that is still packing his bags despite the fact that he had a few minutes to do it ahead of time. He's kind of slowly making his way to the lunch line. And if you haven't guessed, that kid was me and Dr. P already kind of described myself. But um, if you're watching, I don't know if you're watching, but I, I like he said, I got a Bugs Bunny gap in my front teeth. I got some kind of spectacle looking glasses and I'm slowly making my way to the lunch line because um, I'm super nervous. And the reason why is because as I'm sitting in the lunch line, I watch as one person goes to the checkout line and he types in his student ID and the keypad and then it shows up on the screen, $5. Uh, another friend goes through and he types in his student ID and it says six fifty because he got a dessert because he's always getting desserts. And my heart's racing at this point. And I get up, I type in my student ID, 156403. Never forget my student ID. Um, <laughs> and it shows up on the computer screen, Brandon Fong, free lunch, $0.00. and and the one thing that I didn't add in the beginning is I went to a really wealthy school district. So like I was open enrolled in this school district. If you look up the, the zip code, it's like there's some pretty wealthy kids in the in the area. And so that's why I was so embarrassed is because I was one of the few kids that was on this free lunch program. And I didn't want any of my wealthy friends to find out. So I had all these different tricks and ways of you know, striking up a conversation right before I was about to type in my student ID or hiding out in the bathroom a little bit extra longer so that I didn't have to go through the lunch line with everyone else. And as I look back on that experience, it was painful going through it, but it was one of the greatest things that ever happened to me as I've had an opportunity to rewrite my stories as an adult. I realized that if that hadn't happened, my life would be completely different because I have the world's best parents and I, if, if I had been given everything, I wouldn't have had to figure out how to do things on my own. Like I, I had to pay for my contacts because I was made fun of for wearing those glasses that I described before. So I had to figure out a way to do that. And I used to be so mad that why can all my friends ask for whatever the heck they want? And they get it. They turn 16, they get a car. Like, like why, why can't I have that? But it was because that I was challenged. It was because that I had incredible loving parents, but sometimes the financial resources weren't there that I had to start to figure things out. Um, so I, I, I say that to share the story, but also to encourage you, what are those stories that are wounding you or may have been of something in the past that you have an opportunity to actually rewrite and turn it into an empowering story? Because you had told me a few years ago that I was going to share that story on the, on podcast publicly. I would have said, there's no way in hell I would ever share that, but, um, I'm just grateful for it now. And I've transformed to something that is serving me. So that there you go, Dr. P. There's the story. <laughs> I think that's I think that's huge, you know, and the idea of stories. We carry stories with us. And and what we do with stories is really important. Right? We give meaning to every story. And you could have said, well, every time that zero showed up that you weren't paying for something, you could say it made you less than. And, and that could be the story of your life. And you said, that's not the story of my life. What's true is I have the best parents in the world. What's true is I get to take charge. What's true is, right? And so you made that story a bounce story, right? It's like that didn't label you. That gave you a foundation to be strong from. And I think that any adversarial kind of condition that we face now is, is really an opportunity for that. You know, my, uh, my last TEDx was on um, a parallax perspective. 
can you look at any situation slightly differently, knowing that there's more information and really that more information has to do with whatever meaning you bring. So, so you did bounce and you met somebody like, I know enough about your story to, to kind of ask you about the next level, the next piece you met uh, a teacher or uh, somebody who offered you guidance about how to engage with people. And that, that left you kind of opening doors that you didn't even know you could open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want, I just want to share on something that you said that was just so valuable about the parallax perspective, but it's like, I, if I have, I've been blessed to connect with some pretty high level people. And one of the things I've realized that is a fundamental human need is the need for other people that provide you with perspective. Like I'm a, I'm a spike ball player. If you don't know what that is, it's like a, a newer game. It's kind of like a trampoline thing. And it's like, I can't get better at my serve unless I actually watch a videotape of myself doing it. So it's like, what you said about perspective of like, yes, you have the ability to take control and give yourself a different perspective, but also surrounding yourself with people that can see you and call you out on the things that you said before and create an environment. So I guess that kind of just came full circle, but That's yeah, uh, to, to tell the, to tell the other story about the, the somebody that showed up in my life. So I, I knew I wanted to be entrepreneurial and I had this opportunity. There was this high school club called DECA and I got to compete with this entrepreneurship business plan. And so I grew up where my dad owned a restaurant. And so the only thing I knew was to come up with a business plan for a restaurant. So I came up with this brilliant idea. Everyone hold your breath. It was called the Sizzlin' Ninja. <laughs> it was the, the, the Sizzlin' Ninja food truck. Uh, we were going to cook hibachi style. And it was kind of the, the, the funniest thing I could come up with. So I come up with this business plan. I go and I compete at the state competition. I'm, I, I give this presentation and I find out that I win first place in state. I'm super excited. I get to go to this national competition. I'm on a high until the next day. I have a meeting with my advisor for this club and the other people that qualified. And she slides the itinerary for the nationals trip across the desk and I'm leaping through it. I'm like, Oh, we get to do this. That's so cool. We get to all do this. And then of course my, like I, I reached the bottom of it and my heart sinks again because I see the cost of the trip. It's like a thousand fifty dollars and 80 cents or something like that. <laughs> and you know, you heard from before, it's like, I had to figure out how to pay for contacts. It's like, Oh, here's another thing. Like, I don't know how we're going to be able to afford this, how I'm going to be able to figure this out. I was working $7 and 25 cents scooping custard <laughs> at, at a, at a local place, which from Wisconsin, it's a big difference between custard and ice cream. So don't ever tell a Wisconsinite there's a, the, <laughs> that it's the same thing. Cause it's not, but anyways, um, I, I had to go on, I had to figure out how to pay for this trip. So I go home and my dad's like, well, I have an idea. I know somebody that is actually uh, the president of a nonprofit organization. She has to fundraise all the time. What if she showed you how you could fundraise? So he introduced me to Brenda Campbell, becomes my first mentor. I don't know what the heck she saw in me. I was 16 years old. My email address was Asian Ninja 221 at gmail.com, you know, like not like, but, but she decides to open up her Rolodex and connect me with some really high level people and teaches me how to fundraise. And she told me one thing that absolutely changed my life. And she said, if you ask for money, you'll get advice. But if you ask for advice, you'll get money. And I'm like, that sounds interesting. Don't really know what that means, but she's like, let me show you. And so she introduces me to all these incredible people and tells me what you're going to do is you want to ask for feedback on your sizzling ninja business plan. And after they contributed and added value and you're super grateful for everything that you have to be grateful for everything that they contributed. And then you can ask afterwards if they might be willing to support you on your trip to nationals. And so I do that. And all these people are donating a hundred, 200 bucks. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is incredible. Like it, it would take me so long to do that. And then two weeks before the trip, I'm still $500 short. 
And Brenda's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this, but I forgot to introduce you to Kevin Kowalki. So Kevin Kowalki is kind of like a, he's got a local mastermind, a pretty successful entrepreneur. And so she introduced me to Kevin. I give the same pitch. And then the only thing that was different this time from the other ones was he stopped and he asked me, Brandon, how much do you have left to pay for the trip? I'm like, well, I got two weeks left and I'm like $500 short. And so he pulls out his checkbook. He writes something on it. I don't want to be rude and stare at it, but he writes a number on the, on the check. And then he puts it in an envelope and then hands it to me and says, good luck, man. And then uh, of course, the first thing I do when I walk through the doors, I rip open the checkbook and I found out he wrote me a, a check for $500. And that was, uh, I, I, you know, I was on such a high because that was when I knew I got to go to this international competition. And I ended up going, I didn't place or state or, or I didn't place internationally or anything like that. But what Brenda taught me there, what I saw, that the, the impact, that one connection with Brenda that she made for me and opened me to a whole new world of, well, there's a better way of doing things. If I can learn how to connect and develop relationships with the right people, the magic that I can make happen um, is, is transformative. And so that that's one thing that I would say there is like, I truly believe you're always one connection away. I've had all these incredible people that have stepped into my life and my life wouldn't be the same without them. And so that was the valuable lessons that I learned from Brenda. And since then I've refined the connection stuff and all that good stuff along the way. But um, yeah, another incredible moment in my life that led to some game-changing opportunities. So this is what you do now is right is you make connections you help people make connections you teach people how to make connections is that like it yeah how would you just how would you describe you know um <laughs> you meet somebody and at, at a cocktail party right and and it's like well brendan nice to meet you what is it you do Mm. Well, it's, that's always an interesting question because I always want to find out about the person in front of me first. You know, it's like, I think like, so like, that's a hard one to answer is because it's like, if I'm talking to Dr. P, it's different than somebody else. But at the end of the day, um, I, what I, what I do is I help people with B2B products and services to develop real relationships. And I came up with an acronym for the word real. It stands for, cause like, if I went back and I looked at all the best relationships in my life, yeah, these are the commonalities. It's, it's respectful, effortless appreciative and loving. So those are the real relationships. It's like, it just, it just happened. It clicked. Dr. P when we met, I got off the call. I'm like, man, this is a cool guy. So like, it's like the, the, that, that effortless vibe of, of, of connecting with really cool people. And I found that so many people that have, you know, high ticket products and services, they usually say like, oh, I get so many great clients from masterminds or through warm networking and referrals. And that's fantastic. But what I found is that there's kind of a lack of uh, ability that's within your control to actually, what are those relationships where you can identify the big needle mover relationships inside of your business that could be high ticket clients, strategic partnerships. How do you think about that very strategically, but do it in a way that's like, you're actually developing real connection with them instead of trying to microwave a relationship. Right. And those take time. It takes, it takes a lot of thinking. So all that to say is I help people leverage the, the, the systems and structure I've developed to develop real relationships with needle mover uh, people. And I can do it with my systems, not robots, <laughs> uh, which I think is a big sure. difference because there's lots of the AI crap out there that's not exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of AI crap out there. So go through the, the R-E-A-L one more time, right? So it's respectful, effortless. Appreciative and loving. Appreciative and loving. What I love about that is that you're choosing to bring loving into the business world, which is fantastic, right? So I think that's been missing, right? The the appreciative piece is almost like, well, it's another way of saying gratitude, mm -hmm. right? Uh, respectful, please, 
<laughs> just engage like a good human. Uh, effortless, it, don't force anything. Just be you. Allow the other person to be them. Uh, appreciative is the gratitude. And then I love that you bring loving into it because that is so missing. And so I think people are allergic to, uh, in general, and bringing that to business. And um, so I love, I love that you're leveraging real. I think it's, I think it's fabulous. Thank you. Yeah, I think that it's, it's one of the things I've struggled with is because I have like two parts to my brain. I have like the, the heart centered kind of connection piece, but I also have lots of systems and structure behind it. So like, that's where I, I feel like it's, it's really cool. I feel blessed that I'm like, have this ability and I've been able to kind of combine it in a way that makes sense. But um, that's where I think that, like, like you said, the whole AI thing, there's lots of people that talk about scaling businesses with, with AI and outreach and all that kind of stuff. But like what I, what I've really done is I've helped people to scale real relationships, which I think that at the end of the day, if you look at like fundamental human needs, like we all want those deep relationships. And if they turn into clients, if you can monetize that, that's fantastic. But if not, you're still developing those those things, those, those deep connections that make the human experience, the human experience. I think one of the things that's, that's key here is that, you know, a lot of people in my experience, a lot of people in networking are, are kind of like, they'll meet you and they're like, I wonder how much money I can get out of this guy. You know, (laughs) that's almost the way it feels, you know, it's like, am I going to do business with him or not? You know, it's Mm like, uh, uh, and And I've been at a lot of networking, a lot of networking events where I either feel like uh, I'm being sized up for how much money do I have available to invest in the next person, in that person, or um, I feel dismissed. It's like, yeah, not you. And it's like, that's, that's like, you don't come into a networking group to go, where's mine? Where's mine? How do I get mine? Like, you know, it's, um, it's, that's like a lack mentality. That's a yeah, hundred percent. And I, I think that something that might help people on this is that I had this incredible opportunity where leveraging my connection skills that I learned from Brenda, I was a senior year of a senior year in college. And I ended up reaching out to a really successful entrepreneur. His name was Jonathan Levy. And I was just a 21 year old. And I, I, I can explain a little bit more about it, but the, the gist of it is that one outreach turned into me running his marketing for three years. I was behind the scenes and during the time on the team and we added over 100,000 students to our online courses, 1.5 million downloads on the podcast. And Jonathan got into this group. I don't know if uh, you listening, you might may or may not be familiar with it. It's called Genius Network. It's a group of high level entrepreneurs, seven, eight, nine figure entrepreneurs changing the world with their ideas, all that kind of stuff. So Jonathan, you know, successful entrepreneur gets in the group. He goes to his first meeting and he sends me a Slack message. He's like, dude, I need you to be here. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. So like, so I had this opportunity to go into Genius Network. I was 22 years old and and contribute and participate. And the whole reason why I brought that up from what you were talking about, like people sizing you up and all that kind of thing is because I, I think that there's uh, a huge need to give uh, everything and expect nothing in return, but you have to choose the right people to do that too, right? Like you can't, if you, if you're doing that to somebody that's just going to take from you, then obviously it's, it's, it's a misalignment. But what I realized in observing high level groups like Genius Network is that really what those people are paying for when they pay $25,000 a year or $100,000 a year in, in to join those groups is all they're paying for is for who's in the room. 
Yes. Like they've created, they've created the criteria and say, these are the kind of people you meet if you get to, if you join the room here. So um, yes, you need to invest in real relationships. You need to contribute, but you also need to have a system and a structure for thinking about who are the kind of people that that fit that criteria that you want to give and, and create a relationship with where, yes, it makes sense if it does turn into a business relationship, but if not, you're giving to the right the right humans um, that are going to create incredible good in the world. So I just think that distinguishing filter is really important for people to think about. I think that's great too. Uh, I was, uh, I knew Joe Polish before he started that. So <laughs> mm, when he had a ponytail, <laughs> uh, <laughs> way back. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Like, and just to watch it grow and grow and grow over the years. So good for you. The, I think you made a good point there though, too, which is pay attention to who you're hanging around, mm -hmm. right? Pay attention, you know, the, that there will be people and don't be one of these people that's all about get right but also be aware if you're around people that are all around all about get and mm -hmm. you know you can be a giver you can show up and uh be someone to help leverage others or to give what you know um generously and at the same time um be aware of vampires really like uh, yeah. you don't want to you don't want to just like you know open your veins and let people you know suck your soul out essentially yeah it's funny because i i when i created the the acronym for real i also did the same thing of like what are the commonalities of the bad relationships i've had or the things i've had to let go and there's another acronym for that they're mad people they're misaligned misaligned annoying and draining <laughs> and so awesome. and so so you, you have to think about the the ways that you are uh, as you approach relationships like what are the early indications of a mad person or a real person and um you know so so it's just another interesting thing to think about is i've, I've had to be more careful about um uh, uh, of i think derek sivers it's like hell yeah or no kind of a thing and just like thinking about it a little bit more strategically instead of just um kind of winging it i guess yeah i think it's important also to make sure that you're not one of the mad people right that it's <laughs> I'm I'm serious. That it's it's really easy for us to point out and and to say, you know, wow, that person's really misaligned. Wow, that person's really annoying. Um, that person's draining. But I wonder if I could talk. I wonder if I could talk to this person. And you become one of the person, one <laughs> of the people that's misaligned, annoying, and draining to that person. And so it's yeah. really, I think it's just really important that that you keep track of who you are. And mm -hmm. that happens. Here's something that that uh, I've learned in in my growth. It's something I teach people along the way. Is that you know I love the acronym, right? The MAD acronym. You do become misaligned and annoying and draining if you are approval seeking. Mm -hmm. So if you are showing up and you are going, oh, look at me, I'm worthy. Look at me, I I I've got this. Look at me, like. Um, you could be that annoying, um, when all you're trying to do is to fit in. And the mm. truth is you'll fit in and you'll know you fit in when you fit in and mm. just right. Be really you just be you. I would love to hear your thoughts on this, Dr. P, but like, I, that's another commonality I've observed is this concept of worthiness you know, that like, it's a, it's a fundamental thing where if you don't feel internally worthy about the people you're meeting or the business that you're creating, all that, kind of, it creates all kinds of issues downstream. So like, 
what are some of the ways that you've experienced and the people that you work with and the people that you interview that you've helped people to step into their full worthiness or go deeper into that instead of playing at the surface level and, and kind of having those more insecure, like coming from a place of insecurity rather than a place of certainty and, and care for yourself? It is huge. I mean, I run retreats, right? So the Exponential Success Summit is all based on you stepping into that worthy space, you stepping into that place of uh, daring to desire. And and here's the thing about it is uh, worthiness and lovability are the key areas where people still fight to heal that wounded place in themselves. Mm. Am I worthy? Right. So here's the thing, like as kids, before you can understand the schema of the world, right, five, six, seven years old, you have words, but you don't understand the way the world works. And so you what you do understand is when your parents get mad and push you away. What you do understand is that, you know, oh, there's not enough of this and maybe you shouldn't even dare ask for it. So the not enough, the not worthy, the if if you do ask, you get shut down and pushed away. And the biggest fear for most people is ostracism. Mm -hmm. That's why public speaking is the biggest fear for most people. It's not about speaking. It's about speaking in public and being judged. And if you're judged harshly, you will be shut out. Mm -hmm. Right. So so that worthiness thing is something we all carry with us. And it shows up from time to time. And the real key here is to recognize you wouldn't already be in the situation you're in if you're not worthy. Like I, uh, one of the strongest things that happened that pointed this out, I had this group of high level performers at one of my retreats and one of them dared to say, you know, it took a lot for me to get here. I'm not sure I belong. And I'm like, okay, wait. And I said, I want all of you to close your eyes. And they all did. And I'm like, okay, if you had a question about whether you are worthy of being at this table, I'd like you to raise your hand and just hold it there for a second. And a hundred percent of the people at the table were like, I'm not sure I belong. Right. I said, open your eyes and everybody opened their eyes and everybody's looking at everybody else with their hands up. Like even the highest level performers sometimes have these questions of, I'm not sure I belong at this table. And it's like, okay recognize you got yourself here. You got yourself to the room where other people are choosing to level up. You're choosing to level up. Awesome. That's what it's about. Make that choice every moment, right? Are you choosing to level up? Awesome. Then you are going to gather the people around you that are also choosing to level up. The other people you'll gather around you are the people that go, who do you think you are? How dare you level up beyond us? And it's like, okay, you have to be able to cut those off. Yeah. Right. I, I love that so much. And that's one thing that I've just observed again through like, what are the what are the first principle concepts that really have downstream impacts on, on everything? Worthiness is one of them, but I think a big part of worthiness is your identity. Like, cause your identity is what creates the narratives inside of your head, the stories that you're telling, which manifests everything else, you know? And so that's one thing I've worked on a lot is creating being intentional about the identity that I have. Like I, I, I this is going to, I don't know if I've ever shared this on a show before, but like, I, like I recorded um, like 
an audio tape, an audio program, a program. I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing to say, but like I literally recorded, like this is the conscious identity that I'm constructing right now. And I listen to it every day. I have it as a habit. Um, but like that, that, that's something that I think is most people don't think about it. It's like this, it's invisible thing that is kind of impacting all of our lives. It's like, um, there's this quote that comes up on my show all the time until you make the unconscious conscious, it will control your life and you will call it fate. That's by Carl Jung. And exactly what you're talking about yes. before about those early childhood experiences. It's just like everybody's walking around these wounds. Everybody has a, you, you may not have walked through a free lunch line like me, but you had, you were made fun of as a kid or you're maybe your parents weren't even meaning to say something to you, but you interpreted it some, some way. And that was, that was hurting, hurting and wounding for you. So like just being very conscious about the identity that you're constructing, the stories that you're telling yourself, um, that along with worthiness. And, and like you just shared, like the fact that you're not alone, that even at the highest levels, people feel this. And um, I think that takes a huge weight off of many people's shoulders when you realize that that's the case. I think it's great. I, uh, you know, the, the doctor part of Dr. P is clinical psychology, right? So the fact that you're quoting young, it's like, yay, uh, this is awesome. <laughs> I, uh, I quote Emerson who said that the, uh, a mind once expanded can never return to its original dimensions. And that's the mm -hmm. whole part of growth as well. Once you figure out that you are bigger than the life you're currently leading and you see the opportunity, you can't go back to being living small. And it's, it's fabulous, right? So worthiness is a big deal. Dr. Wayne Purnell, Dr. P, would like to invite you to dare to declare that your dreams are worthy. Beyond all of the success you have that got you here, you know you're bigger than the life you're currently living. What have you set aside to get to where you are? Don't you want to wake that back up? It really is possible to explore new dreams and dare to desire without giving up your current path of success. Pop over to Dr. Purnell's free masterclass to help you get from your desire to your destination. www.PowerfulPresenceMasterclass.com That's PowerfulPresenceMasterclass.com Dr. P's free masterclass is at www.PowerfulPresenceMasterclass.com It's interesting. I mean, one of the reasons you're here, I think, is that we have uh, similar thoughts from very different directions. And, mm. and so I really, I appreciate this, Brandon. It's, it's really great. The, uh, the book over my shoulder called dynamic transitions talks about, um, you know, you're not who you were 20 years ago. You're not, mm. but that person 20 years ago got you to who you are today. Mm. Right. You're not who you were 20 years ago or five years ago or two years ago, ah. or, or even yesterday. hundred percent. You've grown. Here's where people get stuck and where you're, where you're creating a program for yourself is brilliant because most people don't do this. Yeah. People recognize I'm not who I was 20 years ago. They recognize that. What they don't do is say, this is who I want to become. So if I want to become this person, that's a multimillionaire, or if I want to become this person that has a job that I love and a relationship I love and a house that I love, what they don't recognize is starting now, what values do I need to live into? Like what actions fulfill the values of that person that I want to be? Mm. 
Mm. Most people don't take that path and you, you did and you are. I I appreciate that. My friend, Dr. Benjamin Hardy just wrote a book called be your future self. Now I haven't read it yet, but I know that that's kind of the the topic of it, but something that I've observed as well. I I love, I love this conversation, but it's like um, a pattern I've realized from some of the high level people I've spent time with. It's like, they have this ability to externalize right? Like, like I had Todd Herman on my show. He, he wrote the book called the alter ego effect. And yeah. um, one of the things that he, that stuck with me when he, when he was on my show is he talks about Todd and the third person, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, I'm like, Todd is doing this and that's really interesting. And like, so I've been trying to adopt that or I've had on, I had on the chief business officer of Google X Mo Gaudat on my show. And I, I, I sorry, I'm name dropping right now, but like he, he mentioned, like he calls his brain Becky. Like when, when, when his brain is, do, when his brain is doing something, I'm sorry if there's a Becky listening, you know, it was just like Mo, Mo apologizes on my show too about anybody that happens to be named Becky, but it's like, like he talks to his brain, like it's an external thing. And I think that when you externalize yourself, when you externalize your brain and I journal like religiously on, on lots of my stuff. And I had this idea the other day, as you were saying this, and I, 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 I haven't quite, I don't know how I would even implement it, but I like. I, I do weekly, bi-weekly sprints and I do a journal at the end of every single month. And so like every two weeks I'm looking back, like what was the wins and progress that I've had, you know, and I do it every single month and I do it every single year. But like the the funny thing is like, when you look back at a year ago, it's like so different than like the the one right now. So like as another way of externalizing, this is going to sound very robotic, but like, like I'm, uh, like the, the version I'm on right now, I'm Brandon V 26.5. Like I, my, my birthday's in February. So like I'm on V 26.5 and it's like V 26.5 Brandon is going to be way different than V 26.8 or V 25 Brandon, you know, but I think that that's kind of a fun way that I've been playing with externalizing some of this stuff, because I think that when you can write it down and look at it or treat it as something separate, it allows you to actually work on it instead of it being so close to you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm, uh, I would encourage you to uh, use the the Dan Sullivan question also, which is, you know, mm. in th- in three years, what has to have happened? So what's the yeah. what's the V twenty nine point five version yeah. of you, um, like on the verge of being thirty at that point, right? And <laughs> yeah, and it's 100%. like, and it's like, wow, you know, who who will you be? And how will you be? And how do you choose to be? And and to recognize that, um, you know, as much as you can see yourself shifting, there's a lot of change in a five-year span, especially where you are, right? Especially like for the for the millennials, right? To to go, okay, this this five years was crazy. It was all about me. This five years is all about stability. How do I gain some stability in my life? And as you enter into, you know, your thirties, you are, you are building that stability and beginning to build legacy and you're miles ahead, like you're miles ahead because you're thinking in a way of, um, how do I create the future me I want? Now you're doing also something that, you know, as long as we're referencing, uh, psychologists, you're doing something that Fritz Perls talks about actor observer. Mm. So the the externalization that you're talking about, Fritz Perls was the founder of Gestalt psychology back in the fifties. And um, he talks about actor observer and you talk about externalization. Well, it comes from that, which is, can you be in the moment? Because when you externalize, it's sort of like, 
well, that person, that thing, right? And it's like, be in the moment, feel it, and watch the moment, mm. right? And there's that's the integration that I think is missing from what you just said, which sure. is you're both. You are, you're not just like, well, I've got to do this, right? Because if you think about uh, spirit integration, it, spirit's not outside of you. It's coming through you, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and a lot of people will have their own version of this. I just, that's the simplified thing. Like, if you look outside, you have to pay attention to who's doing the looking, mm. right? So the integration of that is, um, I am doing the looking. I am externalizing. Well, who's the I, mm-hmm. right? And so that's the that's the person in control. The good news about this is that that person can shut down the fear that the subconscious brings up. The, the fear is is the fear of change is the subconscious saying, we've never done this before. It's dangerous. <laughs> and and so the I needs to go, I'm in control. It's going to be fine. It's unknown. That's cool. And the subconscious is like, don't do it. Um, but that's what fear is for. Fear is, is to make you aware. It's not to stop you. It's to make you aware. So, um, so recognize that there's this integration that happens, right? Also, externalize, but be in your body. Yeah. Right? I love that. Some of, I love, I love um, the surrender experiment, Michael Singer and uh, Eckhart Tolle stuff as well. So yeah, I think that you're right. That was missing from that way that I, that I added that, but I appreciate you reminding me that <laughs> to not forget the I, <laughs> because it's like, there is no such, there, there really is like the future, the past are all constructs, right? Like the only thing that ever really exists is, is it sounds like a, uh, you know, a, a yeah. woke spiritual thing, but it's like the only thing that ever really exists is now like the past and the future are all you know, so I can't, I can't forget about V two twenty six point five Brandon right now. Like he, you know, he's, he's a thing, you know, the other ones are <laughs> real or not real. Yeah. Well, they're, uh, so again, all things are created twice once in imagery and, and once in actuality, right? So you, you create them in the, in the physical world. So you are in yeah. the act of becoming, that's awesome. 100%. And, yeah. And then you fine tune that. All right. So here's a question. Um, where do you see yourself going with all this? Like, what really is your business? Do you have a business of connecting people? Is that the thing? And where are you going? What is the next version? What's the 27.5 version and the 28.5 version? What's, yeah. Where are you headed? So if I go and I look back out through through my life, like the biggest pattern that emerges is this theme of connection, starting from the Brenda Campbell story to the connecting with Jonathan Levy story to just like, I don't know what it is. But like when I say connection, I say it in every sense of the word. And I, I mean that connecting deeper with myself, as you tell, like I'm really introspective, connecting with other people, connecting other people with resources. And uh, it just so happens that I believe that podcasting is the greatest expansion of that gift. And so um, I believe that we are in a crazy point in the world right now where one of the biggest things that we all need is connection, yet like all the technology that was designed to make us more connected is like doing the exact opposite of what we needed to be doing. So mm-hmm. like I I, I really, um, I, my mission is to create a more deeply connected world. And so by, by contributing that gift to other podcasters or helping other people leverage a podcast, 
that's one of the greatest ways I can do it. So, med, you know, like, so, so that is, that is the business model right now. If you want to put that label on it is, is helping people to leverage a podcast to develop real, real, again, not the actual acronym, real business relationships systematically and, 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 and it giving way in, in a way that expands the business and helps lands more clients, but also does more good in the world. Right. So, um, that is the focus of growth right now. But like, when you talk about V, 27 v 28 30 you know my my goal dr p has always been just to have a family like like that's that's really what this is about for me it's creating an impact but it's also like it's being a dad you know it's like i'm starting to think about that in this point in my life it's like man like that's that's what's exciting for me is you know building a life where yes i'm creating an impact and creating more connection but it's like giving myself the freedom to spend time with my wife my my we just had our 9 year together anniversary 2 year wedding uh so she's my high school high school sweetheart um but so that's been uh, that that's always the vision. And really, if you, if you wanted to say what's the, you know, V 30 or beyond, it's like, I would love a world where I get to create a massive impact with a small group of people. Like I, I truly believe that the right small group of people can make massive waves in the world. It doesn't mm-hmm. need a ton. If you, if you have those selection, like I was talking about before, and you do that structure, like in a structured way. So business with not a lot of moving parts, simple, like under, under five employees, myself, I get to do what I love and be a podcaster, get to, spend time with my, my wife and future family and, uh, invest in, invest in cool experiences. Like I've been to 23 countries and I just, I'm, I'm a, one of my top uh, needs from the 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 human needs test is is growth. It's, it's the number one thing is growth, and so um, like with with that comes like I would love to just invest in learning new stuff. You know, like uh, my wife and I did an. Imp- I'm still doing. I'm doing it now. Obviously, just in an expanded version later. But like my wife and I, we took an improv class a few weeks ago. You know, like anybody can do that right now. Highly would recommend anybody do an improv class. Three hundred bucks, go and learn some improv. It'll it'll change your life. You know, so like that or, or investing in a billiards coach. I'm a huge billiards guy. So like those, those are the kinds of investments and things that I want to uh, do. And, you know, maybe it's windsurfing. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just like a whole bunch of random stuff, but that's, that's uh, the future me and what I'm building. I love all of that. It is so good. The, um, <clears throat> the whole idea about uh, improv, by the way, one of the, I mean, one of the key lessons you learn early on is yes. And, Mm-hmm. And the and being able to take any situation and add to it versus what's it supposed to be, you know, it's like well, I was just handed this and versus but you know shut it down. It's like this and I'm gonna add to it. So yeah, and you take yourself less seriously. You know, it's just like it's it's a great tool for like what in the in the showcase that we had for my improv class we were. Ah, uh, the group. Uh, the suggestion was beef jerky shop or something, beef jerky or something like that, and it ended up being us on a quest to find the perfect beef jerky recipe. That you know, we had to go on the top of a mountain with ogres to bring. It. You know, nice. so it's like it's, it's that kind of stuff. You can't take yourself seriously when you're going to the top of a mountain to to get the world's best beef jerky recipe. Uh, so, I would highly encourage anyone to do an improv class. I'm glad that you've experimented with that as well. It seems like. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's it. I think it helps anybody in business. I think it oh, helps yeah. anybody in relationships. It's like if you if you take only the lesson of yes and, right? That no matter what you're given, here's a steaming pile of poo, right? It's in a <laughs> it's in a sack, and now the sack is caught on fire, and you are handed this. Instead of panicking, it's a okay. Here's the situation, and what do I do with it? Yeah. And it does. It stops you from being in this place of judgment of oh, this is the worst thing ever. To 
here's the situation. It's neutral until I bring it meaning. So it's neutral. And what do I get to do with it versus what do I have to do with it? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is the key. Like, yes, it, it, when you stop taking yourself seriously, you know, that's one of the things I say, I don't take myself seriously, take my work seriously, but I don't take myself seriously. And I think that that is key also, because if you pull your ego out of it, then the situation is just the situation that's, you know, it's up to you to bring meaning to it. And that's why yes. And in an improv is like, that's awesome. Same thing for windsurfing. It's like, there's, it's not a track that you are on. You know, the wind, the water, it's all different. It's all different. And so, and, and so you respond versus react, right? You respond. Yeah. Yeah. So I love all of this. I love all of this, Brendan. It's, uh, <laughs> it's so good. Um, cool. Is there anything you were hoping that I would ask you or a point or a story that you were hoping to be able to make that we haven't touched on yet? I would love to give people a rundown of my magic connection method process. So like if you've been, if you, if you want more real relationships, like how do you actually go about doing that? What are some ways that you can think about it? So um, I'm, I'm working with our mutual friend, Michael Roderick on, on uh, framing these ideas and that kind of stuff. But yeah, the, it, right now it's called the magic connection method. It maybe that metal, I've stuck with it for several years, but now I'm, I'm really working on packaging my stuff. But anyways, like if you are listening to this right now, and you want more of those real relationships, like, how do you actually start? Like, it sounds great in theory, but like, what do you actually do? Like, if you found someone on LinkedIn, or you listen to them on a podcast, and you have their email address, and you're staring at a blank cursor, like, what the heck do you say? And so like, um, I would love to share that if that's cool with you. I would love that's a that is uh, golden. And um, I forgot we had Michael Roderick in, in uh, common. He's, he's awesome. He was, I'll just point out something really, really quickly about one of the things that he helped me frame. And if, you know, for those watching, you can see the books over my shoulder. My first book was Choosing Your Power. And one of my more recent ones was uh, Dynamic Transitions. And uh, in the middle is The Significance Factor. And I have two others out there um, that are leadership books. And he's like, you started by really focusing on and essentially selling hope and now you're really focusing on and essentially selling excellence. And it's like just that clarity of what is it that I am putting in the world? And I think for each of us to step in and go, this is the clarity. This is what I'm putting into the world. I no longer have to inspire hope, although that is a part of what I do. Um, I take people to the next level of excellence. And that mm-hmm. makes it so powerful and so clear. So. Mm-hmm. So yes, I just I wanted to give a shout out to Michael. Yeah, so love his name up. Send and- send Michael some love. Uh, <laughs> have you had him on the show? Has he been on the show? Uh, yes, actually. He okay. Has been so on the show. and everybody go listen to that episode. And also, I would love for people to come join me and listen to Michael Roderick on my show. If you if you yeah. love the way that I pack it, Michael's whole thing is getting people to talk about you when you're not in the room. So he's clearly doing it right now, as Dr. <laughs> P and I are talking about. So he's he's influencing. It's it's worked in some of his voodoo magic. So like, if yeah. you've liked if you like the acronym the real the mad i'm going to share another one right now like all that came from michael Roderick's brain so love you michael if you happen to listen to this but yeah go check out the episode that i did with him or or with you as well so anyways, uh, i'll, I'll alert him and, <laughs> and, and and uh he'll know 
Um, yeah, that's awesome. I was just reading his, he does a daily, uh, a daily blog as well. So yep. I read that every day. Um, yeah. let's, yeah. So talk about, talk about this real connection. Talk yeah. about this. Cause that's, that's kind of golden. And if there's this golden nugget that we can leave our audience with today, that'd yeah. be amazing. We'll leave you with this and I'll, I'll give you some homework. So like I would love, and I'll, I'll say my email publicly. My name, my email is Brandon at brandonfong.co. Uh, so shoot me an email. If you end up sending one of these, like I, I would love to hear and connect with you hanging out with, with us today. So anyways, going back to the blank cursor, like you have someone um, you want to reach out to, how do you actually build that relationship? What do you say? So um, here's the acronym that comes for this three steps. It's A V E like an Avenue, an Avenue to developing a relationship with someone. So it stands for appreciate value and end with a question. So it's appreciate value and with a question. And I'll walk through this and I'll actually use an example from a story that I shared earlier of connecting with this guy named Jonathan Levy. So, you know, here I was some 21 year old college student like no experience besides like some clubs or whatever I was in. Like, what do I do to reach out to develop a relationship with this guy that's got a TED talk and all this crazy stuff. Right. So the email went something like this and then I'll kind of deconstruct it. And this was the first V 1.0 of this. It's, it's gotten a little bit stronger, but it was something along the lines of like, Hey, Jonathan, listen to episode 37 that you did with Noah Kagan. Um, absolutely loved it. And I took what you implemented uh, and X, Y, Z, thank you so much. So like, that was obviously on the top of my head, but I, I made it really specific. Like, this is exactly what I learned and this is how I applied it. Uh, after checking out what you're up to, I found out that there were several things that I would love to help support and, and, and contribute with. And I came up with three specific projects I'd love to help you do. Um, totally up to you. And I not offended either way, but I would love to do this hundred percent for free. Uh, if you like my work, then we can work together. But if not, then you didn't waste anything. Um, and so that was that was something along the line. So it's not perfectly the magic connection method, but that you'll see kind of the skeleton of what I just mentioned. It's like it started with appreciation. It started with a value that I can add with him and it ended with a question. And obviously you're listening to this. You're like, yeah, I'm not going to do free work for everyone. That's not the point of this. The point is like, I was 21 years old. I could do free work, you know, like, but like, what is the, you always have to think about it from the other person's perspective. So, um, do you want anything you want to say, Dr. Peter? Should I go through? No, like, what was the question? Yeah, what was the question you ended with? Because uh, um, in, in that email, it, I, it wasn't mm. quite at that format. I'll give you guys the question so you guys okay. can actually do it. But like, okay. if I were to rewrite, if I were to rewrite that email now, it yeah. would end something like this, like hundred percent up to you, but would you be opposed to me sending over the, the ideas that I came up with to you? So like it ends with a question. There's no, no, uh, uh, you know, so like, so I, I want to yeah. point out something. <clears throat> the uh Voss, uh what's his first name? Chris Voss. That's Chris, exactly yeah. So did you yeah, you took that the <laughs> Yeah, well I'll get that when I get to the E. How about that? And I'll I'll make sure that I explain I'll, I'll make sure that I explain it. So so anyways, like the grand negotiator. This is awesome. Yeah, exactly. So so I would challenge you and and you can do this right now if you want to, if you're listening or Dr. P, like if you open up your LinkedIn profile or if you open up your email inbox, I guarantee you that somewhere within the last 24 to 48 hours, you've been sent a message where somebody copy and pasted something to you or they didn't actually get it. You know, like they said, yeah, I'm, this is all the stuff that I'm up to. Like I had somebody reach out to me the other day. They're like, I've done X, Y, Z, all these big companies and I have chosen to connect with you. It's like, oh, thank you, you know, for, for being you so high and mighty and you're going to connect with me, my, my lowly <laughs> being. Right. You know, so it's, I find that this is like, it's funny online. We forget to how to be human, right? It's like, it's like when you're driving, 
you're never the bad driver, right? Like you're never the guy that accidentally right. cut someone else, but everybody else is a bad driver. And it's the same thing when we're reaching out to people. It's like, you forget how to actually behave <laughs> like a human. So the first thing you want to do is you want to set yourself apart from all those other people that have sent those crappy messages and actually take the time to get to know the person, like research them. Do they have a podcast? Have they written a blog? Like um, were they featured on another podcast? Like what's something they did? And like always go for a very specific Thing that you can genuinely appreciate about them. So I call this like the love plus specific formula underneath the appreciate. But like, if you can, co- if you can copy and paste this message to someone else, it's not specific enough. Right. <laughs> so like, so like go and find something that they're doing something that's really cool. And, uh, and, and say loved, you know, this LinkedIn article that you found out, I specifically liked when you talked about this component. Thank you so much for sharing that. So you took the time to actually care about this human that you're reaching out to. So that's the first thing. The second thing is where you tr- transition to the value that you can add to them. So many people are trying to get or close you to come on a call or something like that. Like, like think about it from their perspective. What is the value that you can add to them? So if I were to reach out to someone to bring them on my podcast, I would say something along the lines of, I've been blessed to have some really cool people. I always love making right fit introductions, if it makes sense. Um, it happens to be a top 2%, 2% show on Listen Notes in less than a year. And so you'll get a, a, a little bit of exposure. Um, and um um, I, I spend a lot of time researching each of my guests and I, you know, something here's some things that they've said. So it's like, they, they know from their perspective, it's like, okay, he's, he's going to actually take the time to research me on the show. He's like willing to make introductions that actually make sense. And like, yeah, I'll get to do a show. So it's a way that I can add value. So what is it for Jonathan? I was doing free work for him, you know? So it's like, those are all the things Or Dr. P right now. Like he cares so much about you listening to this right now. Like, it's so important that like the people that he comes on the show that they're actually going to share content that is valuable and they're not going to try to pitch you on crap, right? It's like adding value, all that kind of stuff. So what from, from the perspective of the person that you're reaching out to, what is the value that you can add to them, right? Um, so you appreciate them, the value. And the last thing is you end with a question. And so going back to what you said, what you observed very astutely about, about Chris Voss, um, Chris Voss wrote the book, Never Split the Difference. He was an ex-FBI hostage negotiator. So this is the dude that's on the phone with a lunatic that's in the basement of a bank with a bomb and he's about to blow up. Like, what do you say to that, that guy, right? And so he teaches this concept of a no-oriented question where every single day we have a finite amount of yeses that we can give because every single time we say yes, it means we're giving our time, our energy, our effort, something, right? Um, but on the exact opposite, saying no makes you feel secure. It makes you feel like you're not you know, giving something away. So um, he teaches to ask no oriented questions. It makes it a lot easier. That paired with another thing that I've learned, um, there was this study that they they tested to see what phrasing that they could use that would uh, allow that would that would have people give more charitable contributions or something like that. And these researchers test all these different phrases, and they realize that the one phrase that significantly increased the amount that people gave is "but you are free to accept or refuse." It sounds kind of awkward, but like the idea behind it was choice, right? Like that you're not being forced into something. It's like it, it is it is opening the door to a choice. So I combine those two things together. So a, the, the way that I usually end with something is 100% up to you, but would you be opposed to me sending you over next steps for X, Y, Z? Or if in the value thing, I like, hey, I put together a Google Doc with three specific X, Y, Z, 100% up to you, but would you be opposed to me sending over the Google Doc for you to check out? So um, that's it. And if you think about this, again, I'm going to challenge you listening right now. Go open your email inbox. What are the emails that you haven't responded to yet? They're the emails that are complicated, that are hard to read. Somebody sent you a paragraph. They're asking for something. You have to go do X, Y, Z and come back. It's hard to respond to those. The emails that are easy to respond to, 
It's, it's easy to read. They show that they added value to you and it's very clear on what your next step is. And so if you look at this format, it's like, we cared about the person, we added value and we ended with a question that ends with a question. You don't add anything else at the end. You know that you have to respond with answering that question. And if you ask a no oriented question, like hundred percent up to you, but would you be opposed to me sending you over next steps to feature you on my show? You can answer that email by saying, yeah. Or yeah, no problem. Send, send over next steps. Like it's less than a sentence. So uh, that is it. If you're looking to open the door to incredible relationships, uh, you, it's, I call it the magic connection method right now, but make sure you're walking the avenue to the, 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 the relationships, A-V-E, appreciate value and end with the question. That's fabulous. All right. So if people want to find you, it's Brandon. Um, and I, I'm going to guess that a lot of people misspell that and call you Brendan or call you. Oh, sure. Right. So it's B-R-A-N-D-O-N, Brandon, yep. at brandonfong.co. Yep. That's how they'll email you. Um, yep. And your website is brandon-fong.com, right? Yeah. So that'll that'll transition over to my podcast. As I have it as a setup as a redirect right now. So my podcast is called Seven Figure Millennials. It's all about inspiring entrepreneurs to prioritize their happiness, health, and relationships as we make our entrepreneurial dreams a reality. Um, and I come from the perspective of not being the guru on top of the mountain, but rather the guy that is going on a journey and sharing what I'm learning. So I'm still building my first seven-figure business right now and learning from some incredible people along the way. And I've been pretty blessed to have some pretty awesome humans on the show. And uh, if Dr. P's down for him, we'd love, we'd love to have him on. So like, I'll put him on the spot and so he can't he can't say uh, no in, in, in front of me. So maybe you can listen to that episode. Would I be opposed to? No, I yeah. wouldn't be opposed to joining you <laughs> at all. This is awesome. Unless he shoots me down right now, because that'd be pretty awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah. Oh, I just had a, you know, it's like, that's awesome. No, I, uh, wow, Brandon, I, uh, I see a long future connection with us, you know, I, yeah. and so I really, I appreciate that. The, um, I'm a fan of lift as you lead and you are absolutely demonstrating that every step of the way you learn stuff and you share it and you learn stuff and you share it and you bring stuff and you bring people in, uh, into your network, into your circles, and you share it big time on your podcast. Fabulous. So, uh, please, seven figure min- millennials, it's easier to spell brandon fong.com. You're right. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a mistake I made because it's the number seven, and people can't spell the word millennial as two N's and two L's. So, it's the number right. seven figure M I L L E N N I A L. So, if you want to just jump directly to a show, since we already mentioned Michael Roderick, like Matt, that might be a great step is like, go find my show, listen to the episode with Michael Roderick. But yeah, yeah I think that that'd be a, that'd be a good step next step for someone. Really good. Okay. Anything else that, that uh, we should be talking about? We've no, covered man, a I lot. Appreci- I, yeah, we covered a lot. I appreciate you so much for having me on. I'm, I'm grateful that we got connected and, and all Thank that good you. stuff. So um, yeah. I'm, and I'm looking forward to having people implement this. Like, honestly, like I love just, I love challenging people, you know? So it's like, I had a, I, somebody connected me to some 20, 20 year old that started the podcast the other day. I'm like, all right, dude, like, here's go three things you could do. And like, I'd love to hop on a call with you, but like, do it. And like, like, let me know what you think about it. So I would love for, for anybody to take me up on the challenge. Like if you, if you have somebody you've been wanting to connect with, send them an email. Um, and, and, uh, you know, the worst thing they can do is they say no, like maybe I'll, maybe I'll end on that. That's something I've learned from my dad. Um, you know, it's like, He, he always taught me and I, it was, you know, it sunk in at an early age, which is different than hearing it now as an adult. But it's like, I just 
like I was never afraid to ask if my dad just told me like, well, they say no, like, can you get over it? And like, yeah, then, then okay, then just, just ask. And like, if you're coming from this perspective of appreciating the person, thinking about what's valuable for them and you're ending with a question, you don't have to feel like you're trying to manipulate someone into something because that's not what you're doing is you're adding, you're adding legit value to them. So like, no, they're not going to respond back to you and tell you to, to screw off or anything like that. And like, unless you did it wrong, but like, and, and um, even if know, they did, you, even if they did, so what? Yeah. Right? So what? It's an email. You can get over it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I would appreciate and challenge anybody to do that. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. Hey, I'm, uh, it is a thrill, Brendan. Thank you for joining me. Truly. It is really, really good. I, I just, I appreciate you as a, as a good human. I appreciate what you brought to the show. So thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. And I'll say, I'll say one more thing just to poke fun at you. Just it's kind of funny. When I sent Dr. P the initial email, I put, uh, I put a link to other shows I've been on and she was like, dude, all you're doing is giggling on this show. Like, like, like it was other, it was other shows that I've been on of yeah. like, uh, of reacting. And, and so I will change that. I appreciate that. So hopefully I was able to provide some value instead of just giggling today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You did. That was, uh, it's funny. I was telling somebody else about that, um, that, that it's like, when I went to check you out, here's a reel. And it's like all these great people that you've met and they're saying good things about you. And I wanted to see how you were on a show. And all it was like was, ha, yeah, that's true. Ha. It's like, dude, I don't get to know you on your reel. So um, yeah. I get to know that other people like you. But, you know, anyway, now, yeah. now here you are. It's real. It's it's real. It's A-V-E and, um, and <laughs> it's great. So not mad. Brandon, again, thank you. I do. I appreciate you seriously as a truly as a good human and as uh, someone with um, just so much to bring and so much. Um, you really do. You, you know, you're lifting people as you as you make your path. And this is it's really fabulous. So thank, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate right. it. Thanks for the awesome interview. Truly. All right. This is One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. My guest today has been Brandon Fung, and I am Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the Exponential Success Coach. Thanks so much for being here. We'll see you here next time. Thank you for listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell the Breakthrough Success Coach and your Powerful Presence Mentor.